1: what's up everybody welcome to another edition of drive for show dfs for Doe here on roto grinders happy to be with you breaking down another week of golf action in daily fantasy and uh, we've got the wyndham championship this week the last week before the playoffs begin so uh, the top 125 golfers in the standings after this week will be in the FedEx cup playoffs. You'll see a lot of golfers in this field that are kind of on either side of that bubble line, uh, trying to make sure they get into the playoffs, not the strongest field this week, but uh, still a fun tournament to break down after we've had some, you know, we had the Olympics, a smaller field event. We had a WGC smaller field event last week. Uh, so we finally do have the full field of 156 golfers in uh, in attendance this week at the Wyndham Championship. So we'll break it down for you over the next uh, 45 uh, minutes to an hour. And I am Justin Van Zuden, as usual. We'll be hosting the show for you. We've got a two-man booth tonight. Uh, so it's just uh, yours truly and Mr. Notorious, Derek Farnsworth. Noto, what's going on?
2: Yeah, not much. Uh, I was telling you before the show, busy weekend for me. We ended up driving to Disneyland on Thursday, about an 11-hour drive. Uh, All day in Disneyland, Friday and Saturday, and then home from Disneyland on Sunday. So I didn't see one shot live, kind of like you at the Olympics. I didn't really sweat it all that hard, although I couldn't pass up a week to have some uh, DFS contests in there. So ended up being a pretty good week. I had Abraham answer uh, as one of my core plays, and obviously he ended up coming through in the playoff. Uh, But it was crazy. I mean, we predicted the winning score to be, you know, 15, 16, uh, and it ended there. But I mean, Harris English, 20 under par at the turn. Uh, and the winner ends up at 16, and he didn't even make the playoffs. So um, pretty crazy ending there.
1: I mentioned that during the Olympics, I took my first full week off in a while. Of course, came back last week uh, and played, I think, 50 lineups in the, the lower dollar stuff on on DraftKings. I did not have any of the three golfers in the playoff in my player pool, and I didn't have English, and I didn't have Bryson either. So it didn't matter. Uh, that they faded I had none of the uh, top five and I got goosed so uh, DraftKings gave me the old punishment for taking the week off and it uh, wasn't a bounce back with a big week it was uh, you got zero back so uh, not uh, not the best week for me faded a lot of the chalkier names in in the GPPs and, and most of them came through so but very strange back nine there uh, English and Deshambo in that final pairing Uh, I believe they got warned on the sixth hole and got put on the clock on the seventh or eighth hole. Uh, Bryson had a shot that was kind of blocked by a fence, uh, had to get a ruling on that. And then uh, the the difficult par three on the back, they uh, both put balls into the water. Uh, So that, you know, didn't help their, their timing. And basically English said he had to rush through the back nine and it was hot and humid. And, you know, that's what Memphis is this time of year. So kind of an unfortunate circumstance. And I I don't want him to say that, you know, he blamed it on that, but he kind of did, but it's, you know, it's legit Um, not being able to go through your routine and, you know, and the whole circus that comes with playing with Bryson in a final pairing. And uh, it was just a disaster for those two guys. And basically they came back to the field when they were twenty under and eighteen under, nobody else was better than sixteen under, uh, and nobody else got better than that. So they, I mean, they had it all within their grasp. And uh, if you would have told me on the tenth hole that the winner would not have been one of those two guys, I would have thought you were crazy. So, yeah, just a wild week.
2: Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, shout out to Harris for doing the interview afterwards uh, with Amanda. I ended up listening to it, you know, after the turn was already over. But um, yeah, he could have just walked right in, not talked to anybody. Uh, gave a very candid interview i thought that was cool like you mentioned he said he was kind of sped up and couldn't slow himself down um you know couldn't really take his time over shots and then i mean bryson hitting in the fans again uh without yelling for that's becoming um you know a bigger issue each and every week i don't know what he has against uh warning the fans about it but um a little strange there but yeah i mean we didn't i mean we saw Hideki 63 on sunday Burns 64 on sunday um, just crazy. You thought they were definitely out of it. Um, if you were playing Showdown and you loaded up at the top, um, you were probably not uh, going to be cashing anything.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's one of those weeks where, you know, there wasn't uh, probably a bunch of ties there at the top of the Showdown contest, but how uh, was Disneyland, by the way?
2: Oh man, it was uh, it was a blast. I think I was sore because I carried my little one. I fell asleep both nights, so I mean, we stayed at the Disneyland hotel. It's like a you know half mile walk to Disneyland, but yeah, we had a blast. Um, it's a long time and it's a lot of uh, walking. I think we ran walked ten miles each day, something like that. So uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, but two days at Disneyland is uh, a pretty good number. I couldn't stay for a third. I don't think. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, uh, the one year that, uh, the last time we went to Disney world down in Florida, they had uh, one night that magic kingdom was open till one in the morning. Um, and we, both of our kids made it till one o'clock. Uh, and then fellas, we, we, we kind of left like in the, in the heat of the middle of the day and went back to the hotel and, you know, took a nap and stuff for a while, but, uh, then went back from like 6 PM till one in the morning. And, uh, they both fell asleep on the bus right back to the hotel. But, uh, Cool memories anyway, when you, you get to do that. And after not having done much for a couple of years, it's uh, it's a nice change. So sure uh, glad you guys had a good weekend. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, and uh, shift our attention here to this week. We've got the Wyndham uh, Sedgefield Country Club, as usual, will be the host course. And uh, we've had this tournament around for a while. So it's like 20, 21 under, uh, usually the winning score here. And that's pretty rare for it's a par 70 course. Uh, most of the par 70s don't play quite that easy. So it uh, looks like the guys will uh, will have some pins to hunt this week as they try to secure those playoff spots.
2: Yeah, for sure. It should be a fun week. Um, I don't love the birdie fest, but uh, when you mix them in, you know, every here and there, I don't mind getting behind them. And I do like the par 70 birdie fest a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It just brings everyone into play. Uh, like you mentioned, there's not really a skill set that you need to have. You do got to play out of the fairways. Um, They're easy to hit on average, but the penalty for missing them is greater here than it is on most BGA Tour courses. So um, even though a lot of guys won't be hitting driver, I will be looking at driving accuracy this week. Uh, You're going to be having a lot of approach shots from 125 to 200 yards. So if you want to look at proximity numbers, uh, those three buckets would be the ones I would look at. The greens, they're pretty easy to hit, too. So I'm not looking at around the green at all. Um, you got to be hitting them at a pretty high clip. And if you aren't making birdies, if you're going to be scrambling all week, you're probably not going to be in the mix. Uh, the greens themselves are Bermuda. If you like uh, looking at those splits and I think we kind of all agree, you're going to have to make a ton of birdies. So looking at birdie or better uh, rate certainly makes some sense. And then um, I was just looking at some of a uh, Ron stuff, PJ splits 101. Uh, he has his comp course index. He has like seven or eight comp courses. Um, if you want to check that out, I thought that was really interesting. No surprise that uh, Webb Simpson easily the best uh, at the comp courses as well. So I kind of like looking at that. Um, He also has some uh, other great splits. If you want to check out the new splits tool here at Roto Grinders, Um, is there anything else you're looking at?
1: Yeah, no, that pretty much covers it. Um, I I think the other angle that people will ask about this week, anything with the playoff narrative. So you got to be in the top 125 after this week, you know, the guys that are in that kind of 121 to 135 bucket that need a really good week to, you know, to stay in the playoff mix, uh, any any weight to that, uh, the motivation angle this week?
2: I'm trying to stay away from narratives that you can't quantify. They've uh, burned me far too often uh, this year and in years past, and uh, I've always been a sucker for narratives, so I will not even be looking at the rankings. Um, You know, there's going to be some guys that play well and get through, there's going to be others that don't play well, and the guys that do get through are going to get all the buzz, and you're going to hear, oh, this guy had the motivation, that's why he played well, but I don't know. If I want to play better, it doesn't mean I'm going to. I just don't think it really works that way. Maybe for, you know, a guy, a couple guys here and there, maybe like a, I don't know, is Ricky and Kucher those guys outside.
1: Yeah. They're barely, they're like within five spots, but they're outside looking in right now. So,
2: so, so maybe they're grinding a little bit more, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to factor it in. I'm just going to play my guys. And if they are outside, that's fine.
1: I'm going to tell you everybody's spots just to put that bias <laughs> in your head. Uh, so that you have to think about it. Um, I'm just kidding. But uh, anyway, you know, some people will play that angle a little bit this week. Everybody from like 101 to 140 in the standings is in the field, except Charles Howell, uh, who simply doesn't care at this point in his career. He's made enough money and uh, he chooses his own schedule. So more more power to him for that. Uh, But uh, anyway, the playoffs will be getting uh, will be getting underway next week. And uh, we'll see how the standings shake out at the end of this week. So. All right, let's go ahead and dig in. Um, if you didn't see the news earlier today, Patrick Reed has withdrawn, so we can all rejoice uh, that <laughs> we don't have to try to figure out whether or not Patrick Reed is going to play well this week. I know I am thankful for that. Uh, so he is out. Uh, Josh Teeter has replaced him in the field. So if you made early bird lineups, uh, make sure you get Patrick Reed out of those if you had him in there. So that leaves us with five golfers above 10K, Matsuyama, Ustazen, uh Aforementioned great on the comparable courses, Webb Simpson, uh Willie Z back from injury and Jason Kokrak as your 10k plus options this weekend. Seems like it's, I mean, on this course, second, third, second, third, the last four years, pretty hard to ignore Webb here.
2: Hard to ignore Webb. Uh he was already gonna be the highest home guy now with uh Patrick Reed out. He's definitely going to be the highest on guy. It's probably going to push it above 30% and in uh, single entry stuff, I guess, you know, 40% or more. Uh, but I still like him. Um, you're going to hear it all week. He named his daughter after the tournament, yada, yada, yada. I hate bringing it up, but um, just shows how much he likes the course. Um, his last seven trips here, six top six finishes. And uh, like we always say, we play him on short par seventies at Bermuda greens. That's just his specialty. So I don't mind the form, you know, back to back top 20s. It's at least better than it was prior to that. So, yeah, Webb's my favorite guy up there. Uh, I know I was just talking about avoiding the narratives, but Zalatoris has to win to get into the playoffs. Um, he's still not eligible based on the the wacky rule of the PGA Tour. Um, he can't get those points unless he wins, and so uh, he's also a home guy, uh, home narrative. So he's got two narratives going for him. Um, can I talk you into some Zalatoris?
1: Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, We've got him as the lowest owned of the 10K plus right now. So um, I I think that, uh, yeah, 10-3 is a great tournament play. So like him, um, Matsuyama I worry about a little bit. You know, obviously last week uh, with kind of that whirlwind Sunday, plus the travel after the Olympics, uh, maybe a little bit of fatigue with him. Uh, Certainly Louis has been playing well. Kokrak's been playing well. So Matsuyama is the highest uh, salary on the board at 11K not that he's a bad play. I just, I, I don't see him being in the mix this week. I think this might be the week where maybe all the travel and and the uh, the stress of the rounds, you know, he was in the mix at the Olympics as well, maybe catches up to him a bit.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree. And anytime the score is going to be 20 under plus, um, just guys that can't really putt that well worry me. Um, I do think, you know, his T to green game will be fine, but he's probably gonna have to gain two or three strokes putting uh, if he wants to win this week. And that def- definitely worries me. And really, I mean, Webb's the only guy that doesn't feel overpriced. I mean, Kohlcrag's usually in the 8K range, same with Zalatoris. I mean, Louis deserves the price tag for sure, but he's never played here before. So, yeah, for me, it's just Webb. I mean, I'll have a couple shares of Louis, probably a couple shares of Zalatoris, but everyone just feels super overpriced outside of Webb.
1: I mean, he, Brian Harmon at 9900. I, I, I mean, mean that's, that's uh, why that's isn't he 12k? Why isn't he 12k? <laughs> um, but he's going to get some ownership too. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I mentioned a, a lot of this field is the guys that are on that playoff bubble. Um, you know, guys that are securely inside the top 50, there's really not a ton of incentive for them to come play this week. So uh, that's why we do have a weaker field than usual. Um, you know you're going to see a lot of these eight and nine k guys you're not going to feel super comfortable with so that starts with Harmon. um where do you land on him this week and do you uh do you prefer anybody else in that range over him
2: yeah i like harman i didn't play a ton of him last week and he didn't do that much so i feel pretty good about going back to him this week i think it's a better course fit a little bit shorter uh, than the course we saw last week he's obviously good putter um much better from the proximity ranges uh, that we were expecting this week than we had last week. Um, you know, his mid irons and his wedges are a lot better than his long irons. So I do like Harmon. Um, I don't like the ownership or the price that much, but uh, yeah, I'll play some of him. Tommy, I'll just continue to fade him in America. Um, it's been working for, you know, a year now. So um, I'll continue to do that. I like Sung a little bit. He uh, lost six strokes with the, sh- with the short game last week. That's very uh, uncharacter like for, Sung um, he's historically similar to Webb on his best uh, par 70s with Bermuda Green. So I like Sung Henley is going to be uh, one of my, you know, most popular golfers. Uh, he's number one in the proximity ranges that I'm looking at. He's got uh, some good finishes here, three top 20s in his last four starts. So I think he makes a ton of sense. Um, don't feel great about Wolf, Scott or Siwoo. Uh, do you have any preference oh, or Bubba, actually? So I'm probably not going to be playing anyone, you know, between 9K and 9300.
1: Yeah. I don't love that range either. Um, Henley and and M are definitely my favorites, but that's kind of going along with the ownership there, but maybe you will get a little bit different in the other ranges. Did you see that Siwoo made a 13 last weekend?
2: So I didn't get to watch the highlight, but, uh, I saw it on the scorecard. I would check every few minutes and, um, I saw a 13. So I need to go back and did, did they have the play-by-play on the app?
1: Yeah. A lot of red on there. (laughs) A lot of red penalty shots. Um, Uh, and he birdied the next hole. So the ultimate bounce back birdie. And, uh, and I laughed because I posted this on Twitter that, you know, he wasn't getting any top 50 points anyway, particularly after that, but a uh, 10 over par hole followed by a birdie in the traditional contest scoring is worth more fantasy points than two consecutive pars. (laughs) Uh, so the uh, plus nine over two holes ended up netting him more points than two pars would have. Um, that's
2: wild and he <laughs> lost 17 strokes on approach i mean like 10 of them were from that one hole probably but yeah. um and he's like wild.
1: he's got good history here and i know he pops randomly but i mean he's been so off lately particularly on approach i just i, I don't see it just turning around so give me him give me henley um maybe maybe a little bit of scott at five percent but I, I don't really love that either so
2: Yeah. Yeah, And it's going to suck for Siwoo because we're going to run models for the next six months. And that one hole is going to bring down his approach
1: numbers. (laughs) Yeah, pretty significantly there. It was a rough hole for him, but uh, it was impressive to see him birdie the next. All right, let's get into the 8K range, which similarly, you got guys that feel overpriced. Robert McIntyre, 8,900. He's been around like 7K lately. Um, Ricky Fowler at 8,600 and has looked a little better. Seamus power seems like the chalk in here, which seems a little strange, but uh, he's tends to do well in these weak field, like birdie fest. These are the events where Seamus power often shows up. Um, I know you really like Schwartzel this week. So I'll let you talk about him, but uh, no, you know, it just, again, these guys, it's tough to target them when they're eight K plus.
2: Yeah. It's kind of a dead range for me. Um, I know Bobby Mack needs a pretty good week to secure his PJ tour card. So, Uh, If you want to play that narrative, you certainly can. Um, Feels a little overpriced for me, uh, but he has been playing pretty well um, in some of the bigger events. So maybe he can get it done. I kind of think of him as more of a bomber um, than like a good iron player. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. Seems like a good course fit for Kevin Na, but uh, his last two starts, all short game, um, he's actually lost 2.3 strokes ball striking and gained 15.7 around the green and on the green uh, in his last two starts where he finished second and 23rd. So that worries me uh like you mentioned woodland and fowler um kind of just feels like we're paying for the name and not the form don't think i'm gonna have a ton of that i'm gonna be fading shaman's power coming off for the win um i know he's been in great form i know the stats are good but i just kind of always like to hop off these guys after they reach you know the the top of the mountain there i like kisner um he was in pretty good form before the last couple of events seems like a good course fit he was t3 here in 2020 i like kevin Strillman. He's kind of the opposite of Kisner and that he's got really bad course history and really good stats. Um, but I like him quite a bit. And then, yeah, Charles, uh, you know, jokingly, I picked him to win, but I think he really could. I mean, coming off of a T2 at the 3M, we also saw him have a T3 earlier this season on Bermuda Greens. It's by far his best putting surface. Guy that can just get red hot with the iron. So, um, yeah, I like those three in the bottom range. And I think those are going to be the only guys that make my player pool this week.
1: Yeah, you know, Schwartzel has been solid in other, like, Birdie Fest events this year, too. It's weird to see him at 15% ownership, but uh, he's definitely getting that social media steam. Um, I almost tweeted at you last night when I saw you uh, messaging about it to, to, to ask if, uh, you know, if you had taken up some, uh, some recreational goodies uh, after NBA <laughs> season here uh, since you're all aboard the Schwartzel train this week. But then you look at the rest of the field, and it just doesn't seem that crazy.
2: Hey, I was uh, playing him back when he was, like, 6,400.
1: Oh, yeah, we had him as the guest, the golfer. Like the first <laughs> time we ever started doing that in the show, uh, we had him as our guest, the golfer. We will do that uh, later in the show for our favorite sub 7K golfer of the week. So we'll uh, get your guests ready for that. And if you are not a Roto Grinders Premium member, uh, great time to sign up. We'll have Devin, our producer, drop the link in the chat, get you $10 off your first month. You can sign up uh, for any single sport or our combo package, which includes almost everything except NASCAR. Uh, huge with football coming up soon college football coming back Uh, we got you know golf winding down before you know it it'll be nba and nhl season again so a busy time on the sports calendar for sure check that out Uh, we think you'll like what we have to offer we've added some new stuff to the golf package as well Noto's model uh, is downloadable and customizable and uh, i believe you have that out already for this week correct
2: Yep. Got a tutorial video up there too. Um, if you want to give it a shot, it's a lot of fun. Um, if you always, you know, like to tinker with your own stuff instead of just relying on others work, um, yeah, go download it. You can customize all the different weights. Uh, if you just want to look at birdie makers or off the tee or guys that have been in good form, you know, last 12 rounds, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, whatever you think is important, you can adjust it for it and then build lineups uh, straight off that. So pretty cool. New
1: tool very cool great uh, development there and uh, of course a uh, noto reference ron aka pga splits uh, he's doing some work for us as well and uh, up and up stuff on our golf product so all right let's keep going through it um anything else in the 8k range that uh, that we didn't cover
2: uh i mean evr from the clouds wins the barracuda last week did you see that
1: no, I well, I, I saw that he was in the mix there. I didn't look at the uh, the, the final leaderboard, but uh, oh, how about that? I did not see that.
2: Yeah, so uh, that should secure his card, right, for at least a yeah, year or two. So,
1: yep, yep.
2: And then yeah, Justin Rose, did. where's Justin Rose on that uh, 125 list?
1: Let me pull it back up. I usually have it up for this show, and I closed it a little while ago. So, all right. So I know like Kuchar is like 127. Fowler is like 130. Let's see. I stand corrected. On Kucher is one twenty-four. Fowler is one thirty. Uh, Justin Rose is one thirty-eight. So, yeah, he's probably not going to get it without like a top two or three finish. One thirty-eight.
2: Wouldn't well, uh, Rose have been so so bad to me? So I, I'd be okay if he misses playoffs.
1: The karma coming back. <laughs> I would um, have to
2: see him all those commercials all week. <laughs>
1: that's what it is it's the commercials rose yeah. and fowler and it's just uh, they've all they've all gone with the uh, commercials um yeah evr is the guy that kind of pops out of nowhere but i don't know if i want to take him off a win either give me my boy Mito at uh, 7900 can't go wrong there so uh, and that's where you know it's interesting we don't love the 9ks and we don't love the 8ks <laughs> but the 7ks like and there's not a lot in the six Ks, but the seven Ks is loaded. I mean, I think I could probably pick 15 guys out of the seven Ks that I'd feel okay with, because the 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 lines separating the middle of this field are so small. But yet again, because we got all those guys on the playoff bubble, but they have to, you know, everybody's got slightly different odds, and they have to fill up those pricing tiers. But really, I mean, is there's not a whole lot separating some of the guys priced at? 8,600
2: from the guys at 7,400 this week. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I feel so good about Webb. Um, it's one of those weeks I might consider locking him into my 150. Only do that a couple of times a year. Um, but you can play, I mean, if you lock him, then you can play maybe one other, you know, high nine or, you know, low 10 guys and then, you know, just hit that 7K range. It's so much better um, from a value standpoint than the 8Ks and the nine lower 9Ks that we're talking about. So, yeah, I agree 100%. I love uh, love the 7Ks, and then we'll talk about it in a minute, but the 6Ks are really ugly, so um, kind of an interesting week.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a strange field, uh, makes kind of narrowing down your player pool a little bit uh, unique, so well, let's take the 7Ks in multiple segments here, as we got plenty of time. The 8 and 9K ranges were pretty weak, so let's start with kind of that 7,600 or 7,700, 7,900 7, range where we've got, you know, maybe four guys touching double digit ownership with Gooch, Johnny Vegas, Snedeker, and, and Mito Pereira. I uh, got Poston and, and Lucas Glover in that mix as well. And both have posted a couple of results here or there uh, over the last two months, Glover with the win, of course, a few weeks ago. So uh, who's your favorite out of kind of that bunch of five or six?
2: Yeah, uh, favorite is probably Patton Kazire. He's one of those guys that uh, he can get red hot with the irons. He can get red hot with the putter. He's actually first uh, over the last 24 rounds in birdie or better percentage uh, in this entire field. So I like him quite a bit. I always prefer him on Bermuda greens as well. And he's made at least four straight cuts here. Um, But there's so many good plays in this range. I like Brant Snedeker at the very top. He's been playing his best call for the season. He's won here before. Uh, you mentioned Mito. Um, you know, we talk about the guys that played the Corn Ferry Tour. Those are birdie fests, and he won three times on the Corn Ferry Tour. Wow. So this should be a course to his liking. Um, Johnny Vegas makes a lot of sense, too. He's been bad at this event, but he's gained 16 strokes on approach in his last four events. Um, that's typically been his weakness. So he's found something with the irons. Uh, and then his comp course score on Ron's uh, splits thing, he's like fourth in the field. So um, certainly a guy I'll have a bunch of exposure to. I like Gooch as well. He's consistent. Um, Another guy that's very good with his irons and a very good putter. Those are kind of like the two things that I'm looking at the most this week. Um, The one guy I'm probably going to be underweight on is Lebiota. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what are you going to play him?
1: I think I am a little, I mean, it's just too cheap there with the way he's been playing and he can putt. I mean, you know, it's just, if you, when you need birdies, like, I trust him to make more 20 footers than Kazire or, you know, Varner or some of these other guys down there. So like, I don't love playing him as chalk, but you just look at his results and even the, you know, don't be fooled by the the, the bad result at the 3M that shows on his player cards on DraftKings. He, uh, he made the cut, but his dad was really sick. And you know, that was the withdrawal uh, and he's not going to be as popular as he was that week. A lot of people got burned and you know, it is what it is. It's, you got to take care of your family. So. All
2: I told myself I was going to do it. What's his ranking?
1: Who Lebiota?
2: Yeah, does he need a big week?
1: <laughs> he is eight, he is ninetieth. So he's oh, okay.
2: Fine. He's fine. Okay. Yeah,
1: but I mean, oh, he man, sixth, you're right though. Fifth, fourth, eighth, and then you know he was in a decent position and had to withdraw. And and he, he just he rolls in putts. At least when I don't play him, he makes sixty footers <sighs> all the time. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and if you played him that week when he was thirty percent, you got to yeah. play him it you got to play him at 7600 this week
2: all right yeah you're probably right um i'll, I'll add him back to the pool
1: <laughs> sold it didn't take that much of a sales pitch uh, well, so th-
2: yeah the wd was the first week i played him so i was feeling <laughs> a little a little biased there uh,
1: he, if he if he misses the cut this week you're allowed to put him on the no playlist uh, for a while but uh yeah I, I, I i'm even though he's somewhat popular at that salary i I got to, and I did not play him the week he was chalking with Drew. So I guess I'm uh, playing with house money a little bit. There, but uh, uh, All right, let's go ahead and move down to this. You mentioned Kazire. Uh, don't mind him as well. We kind of move into that middle seven K range, 75, 74, 7,300. Uh, nobody really cracking double digits in our projected ownership here, but we do have Varner, Chez Brandon Grace, Doug Gim, and great call on the Olympics again with Sabatini coming through with the uh, silver medal, just pin hunting there on Sunday on that uh, pretty easy setup uh, to bring home the, the medal. Uh, and, and you had brought him up on that show. So he needs to do it again. He needs to run it back. He's 141 in the standings right now. So Sabatini isn't getting there without a W most likely. Uh, so, you know, he can throw caution to the wind and, and I mean, should be playing with confidence. Heck his last round got him an Olympic medal. And he shot ten under par, so um, I don't mind going back to that wall a little bit. But uh, Adam Shank, Patrick Rogers, I mean, again, other names that really aren't that much different than some of the names we see in the 8K range. So, who are you, some of your favorites in that kind of 73 to 7500 bucket?
2: So the model like Zach Johnson, um, one of those guys that accurate uh, off the tee, good putter. Um, his irons have been a lot better the last two events. Um, Harold Varner, just you never know what to get from him, but um, he does have a lot of uh, upside. I think he's a local guy, too, from North Carolina. Uh, the model also likes Chris Kirk and Joel Damon, so I'll have some of them. Uh, outside of that, I don't have a strong feeling about anyone. You know, Shank's a guy that's shown more upside than usual recently, so I like him. Uh, at the bottom range, I think Brendan Todd's interesting. Uh, one of the most accurate drivers of the ball on tour, one of the best putters on tour. So it all comes down to that approach play. If he's even decent, I think he's going to have a really nice week. He's got really bad course history. So nobody's going to play him. It uh, looks like he's at around 3% ownership right now. And then at the bottom range, um, definitely like Ryan Armour. Feels like we're, you know, this going to be more chalky than 12% that we have projected for him. But four straight top 25s here. Uh, fourth in the field and accuracy off the tee, pretty good with his irons, really good from the proximity ranges. Uh, and he's a really good putter, uh, especially on Bermuda. So, um, are you playing a chalky Ryan Armour?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't mind it. Um, he's 122 in the standings if he okay. wants, uh, he needs a good week too. So, um, yeah, I probably will simply because the. Like the 6K range kind of stinks. So I don't mind Armor. You know, Bo Ho guy wrote up this week. Uh, You don't feel super great about these guys, but you start to get a lot of them that are on the bubble uh, down here. Ho is 125. Kyle Stanley, uh, I see TJ has him tagged up there. So I won't play all those guys, but uh, I do like Ho a a good bit. And, yeah, Armor probably next on that list. So, I mean, he, he definitely grades out well enough. Projected points per dollar basis. So, yeah. Um, see, Stanley's
2: interesting. He's gained 41 strokes ball striking over his last seven, and he's got like no good finishes really because he butts so bad.
1: Yeah. He might be the one I'm out on in this range. I mean, you got to make putts here.
2: Mm-hmm. Same so, with Luke List.
1: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Hogan, Hogan armor. Um, all right. Well probably time for us to break out our guess the golfer game Guess our favorite golfer under 7k and they're all pretty much not owned this week uh so it's not you know you don't need a big hint of uh it's got to be you know a sub 6500 guy or a sub 5 percent owned guy i mean this is a name that isn't gonna be too far off the radar but uh will be an option in our uh, player pools for the under 7k on DraftKings, and uh, first one to guess it in the youtube chat for those of you who are watching us live free week of roto grinders premium coming your way try to limit yourself to uh, let's say two guesses per person uh, to to give everybody a chance and we'll see if anybody gets it here shortly no, uh, all no. right go ahead yeah, I don't see uh, Two guests. Yeah, we'll Jay, still,
2: Jay still said he had it in the bag, but uh, didn't get it on his first guest.
1: <laughs> didn't get it on his first guest. That's right. Okay. Uh, some of your favorites under 7K with the exception of our mystery guest.
2: So I have a total of five notes, not even guys that I'm including in the player pool yet. So I don't know if I'm going to have much exposure. Uh, one of them is a the guest golfer guy. Uh, another is Brian Stewart as 6,900. Uh, very accurate off the tee. Pretty good from the proximity ranges that I was talking about. And then coming in with a uh, pretty good form, three top 15s in his last four starts. Uh, I think Matt Kuchar is interesting. He's been so bad, but um, you mentioned the, the the motivation that he has. He's a pretty good putter. I think of these shorter courses as Matt Kuchar type of courses, and he's only 6,800 at 1% ownership. So I'll have some of him. And then Denny McCarthy, good course history. He's kind of similar to Brandon Todd. All comes down to the irons. Um, he's been really bad recently for sure. And then I think uh, Roger Sloan's interesting as well. Just a guy that has really good stats and makes a lot of birdies.
1: All right. I feel like this week has turned on its head. that was rolling with some good putters. That's just, that's not the norm. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta, I've changed my ways best.
2: over the years. I got burned by so many bad putters. You can only take so much.
1: <laughs> it can only take so much, Lucas, in your life, uh, for sure. So uh, let's see. Let me look through the uh, some some decent guesses, but uh, no correct answers yet. So uh, keep on guessing. Uh, there was something. Oh, I, I almost uh almost tagged you the other day, or I guess after Thursday, after we talked about Jim Herman on last week's show. Um, and oh. he still he still ended up only being like four percent owned and i think i think he was the first round leader if not he was close
2: yeah he was close and uh people on twitter that were backing him were taking victory laps like crazy
1: (laughs) and uh that's why that's why psa number one don't victory lap your golfers on uh, thursday Mm -hmm. uh it, it it can only go one way from there if they're in the lead uh you gotta you gotta let that simmer a little bit um not that i'm accusing anybody here of doing it but uh it just uh yeah it only leaves fuel to the fire for the uh, old takes exposed accounts but anyway uh it was an impressive start from herman so uh i don't know maybe this week it, it's still three percent and the approach numbers are still pretty decent over the last couple months
2: didn't he win here too
1: i think he's the defending uh, i think no. he is the defending champ well that's not going to happen again well that, there goes that excitement <laughs> can't play the winner right um yeah, all right. Well, that was a thought. This range is really, we got a winner. Uh, Harry Brandt, Norlander, on his first guess, I believe. Well done.
2: Yeah. Harry B, uh, good job.
1: So, yeah, you're. Uh, I, I wrote up Norlander at the Olympics. Uh, didn't do much. That's uh, super exciting, but the form has been better over the last few months. Uh, what other notes you got on him?
2: Uh, good ball striker. Um, uh, he's much better putter on Bermuda than any other surface, so I like that quite a bit. And yeah, uh, gained at least two strokes, ball striking, and four of his last five. So, um, coming in in decent form, I think he's made a bunch of cuts in a row. Looked pretty good at the Olympics, too, uh, at least for most of the Olympics. And just think he's uh, got some more upside than most guys in this range.
1: Yeah, and that's a pretty low bar because there's just not a whole lot of upside <laughs> in here at uh, at all. So who are,
2: who are your guys? You didn't mention many. Me.
1: Uh, well, there's not a whole lot else in the six <laughs> K range. That's about it. So I yeah, I don't mind Norlander. Um, let's see. Like I'll probably leave a few guys in my player pool down here just for random like shots at upside, and they're not great golfers or. Well, let me back that up. They're not in the best of form, but like guys like Wierinski, Sam Ryder, uh, Davis Thompson, like guys that, you know, you can maybe have some upside, um, Cypher, I get sucked into every now and again, like Vaughn Taylor. These are his types of courses, but you just don't feel great about any of these guys down here. Like, you know, the, 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 these are basically guys that are, you know, you're thrown into a multi-entry, uh, you know, hundred lineup type of build. Like, I, and I think you would agree in like a single build or cash games or, you know, you're doing one main lineup this week. Like you're not going below 7K, right?
2: Uh, I don't think so. Maybe Norlander um, if I want to get super uh, risky, but that just seems like a bad idea. So probably not. Um, if you start with web and single entry, you're still left with 7880. So probably not a need to go down.
1: Yeah, there. And the 7K is so loaded that, I mean, you could play three guys in there. Uh, yeah. You can probably still fit, you know, your favorite eight or nine K guy in there and you're not going to want to play too many of those. So, um, yeah, just not a whole lot in that six K range, but seven K range tons of golfers this week. So, um, let's talk about prize picks. We always bring them up towards the end of the show. And if you remember last week, I forced Noto to, uh, to take an over this, this week. Um, you, you can do over under on uh, finishing positions over at uh, price picks now and I told him he had to take an over uh, because, you know, he, he doesn't like rooting against his golfers. So he wants to, wants to bet the unders and better than the projected finishing position. And we did good last week. do uh, I believe all three of your picks hit, correct?
2: Yeah. First week uh, with three for three and uh, I have no problem rooting against this guy. So.
1: <laughs> and I, uh, didn't love louie last week and i said you know well maybe uh you know make a couple pivots uh one of those hit as well so uh even with a pivot from one of your picks still would have had a three for three so uh good options there last week so this week uh Noda was liking let's see we got under eleven and a half and a half on webb simpson i think that's a good call under 21 and a half on his boy brian harman staying true to the brand this week and over 39 and a half finishing position on Justin Rose. So yeah, you're really rooting against Rose this week.
2: Yeah, I didn't like any of the overs to be honest with you. Um, but you made me do it. <laughs> I made so me, I think you do
1: it.
2: So I picked my least favorite guy of the bunch. Uh yeah. I mean, Webb feels like a lock at 11 and a half. So really we just need the next two. Uh Harmon won't ever let me down when I play him. So it's really just down to Rose. If Rose hits, we get all three.
1: Right, so uh, well, you can use promo code Grinders over at Prize Picks, hundred percent deposit bonus up to hundred bucks, if you want to check them out. And then the uh, upcoming PGA Tour schedule we mentioned is the playoffs starting next week. So, uh, three week series of playoff events: Northern Trust at Liberty National next week. Uh, the BMW Championship is at Caves Valley in Owings Mills, Maryland, which I believe is a new course um, this year. And then, of course, the Tour Championship at East Lake. Uh, which is the only the top 30 golfers so it'll only be the next two weeks where we have a full or next week with a full field and then a more condensed field for the bmw and then the top 30 for the tour championship and then uh, just a quick break before the uh, the new calendar rolls around and uh, it'll be back to golf again so um no to anything else uh, for for this week before we call it a, a a tournament pretty weak field here so a little easier to get through
2: yeah. Pretty weak filled. Uh, if you are a premium member, give the model a shot. Um, let me know. what you like this, like about it, I'm going to be changing it up over the next few weeks. Uh, just based on any feedback, if you ever have any questions, hit me up on Twitter, uh, DMS are open. So any questions, just let me know. Did you,
1: did you get a lot of feedback last week or
2: it was all just like, we love it. And so that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I
1: mean, it's a, yeah, it, it's a new thing for people. So, I mean, anything new and exciting, uh, yeah. you know, it'll, once you get people that, uh, that use it for you know a month or two months, you probably get some constructive feedback on that. But uh, definitely a great addition to our, our content. So check that out. And uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll go ahead and get out of here then. And uh, for our producer, Devin, always working super hard behind the scenes late at night, helping us uh, get this show on the air. We appreciate that. Thanks to Noto, as always, for joining me. I am Justin Have a great week, everybody, and good luck in all your contests. We'll see you next Tuesday.